0: Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, people of God. And looking at living an attitude of gratitude in this season, it brought me to what I believe is a formula for this attitude, and it is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, and it reads, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all situations. That last one might be a bit of a paraphrase. (laughs) Amen. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name. God, speak to our hearts today in Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, amen. What we see here is a description of what God desires for our lives. God desires that we rejoice always, and as Philippians 4 will go on to say, and again I say, rejoice. Rejoice in what? Rejoice in the joy of the gospel. Rejoice in the glory of the Lord. Rejoice in the salvation found in Christ. Rejoice, and again I say, rejoice. Be joyous and delight in the Lord your God, for your God is worthy of all the praise. Amen. Rejoice, I say, and again I say, rejoice. There is a song that says, Jesus, you are the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment. Hope for all I do. Jesus, you are the center. Of my joy and it is in this time that we commit ourselves to rejoice always and continuously without ceasing that we find ourselves in a true state of joy you know when people murmur and complain all the time (laughs) they tend to be less than happy all the time when people are consistently uh, uh, envious and always seek to covet what other people have they typically don't envelop joy on a daily basis You see, it's not God's design for us that we would live miserable lives, but it is his will through Christ Jesus that we live in a consistent state of joy. Amen. The second part of this formula is to pray without ceasing. Now in this, I am not saying that you physically have to pray seven days a week. Uh, uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, because that would probably, most likely, be impossible. But what I am saying is that we need to live in a consistent state of prayer. It it means that we live in a state or condition where prayer affects the way we work, the way we live, and the way we exist. It means that we live a life that is acceptable to God, depending solely on God. It means no matter how big or how small the circumstance, no matter what we may be going through in our lives, we understand that it is not by our power or our might or our intellect. It is not our hands or the strength in our hands or our connections that we arrive anywhere or find, or obtain anything. But it is because of God's direction. It is because of God's peace. It is because of God's strength, because of His purpose in our lives that we we find ourselves these various places. We pray because we need to stay connected to the source. Praying without ceasing in Jesus is a very important part of this formula because it says, not my will, but thine be done praying without ceasing is an important part of this formula because it acknowledges that that God is the director of our paths and without God we are nothing praying without ceasing says that God I want all of you wherever you go, uh, send me I will go whatever you ask I will do Lord I trust only in you amen And lastly, we have in this formula to give thanks in all circumstances. Many years ago, I was taught to pray and was told never to to say a prayer without thanking God for all that he has done, all that he is doing, and all that we are yet to see. The reality is, it is very easy to find these words and to be thankful when everything is going exactly like we want it to go. But it can be difficult in our human flesh when situations are hard and it feels like life may be kicking our behinds. I can say behinds, can't I? Okay. But this is where where I believe the rubber hits the road for us. Because if you are rejoicing, always rejoicing, and living in a state of joy... A joy that the world didn't give and the world can't take away if we are praying without ceasing, making sure we are ever connected to the vine, forever plugged into the source, waiting for God's divine direction and God's divine wisdom. We would find ourselves in circumstances that are challenging, still joyous, and still praying. We will find ourselves in uncomfortable circumstances believing God is still directing our paths. We would find ourselves in chaotic places and with the joy of the Lord being our strength, we will look to the hills from which cometh our help expecting peace that surpasses all understanding. Giving thanks in all circumstances allows our gratitude to shape our circumstance, keeping our circumstances from shaping our gratitude. That is God's will for our lives, that we would live forever and always a life of gratitude. I was sitting across the table from my, 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 my dad, you know who I'm talking about, my dad, yesterday. And he told me a story. And I think it is so very fitting for, for the message today, so I will share it with you. He said, there was a worker, we'll call him Mr. Johnson. And he worked for an older man, we'll call him Mr. Brown. And every year, Mr. Johnson would come and help Mr. Brown plant his crops and harvest his crops. Mr. Johnson came to to help harvest this particular year, and while he was working, he said, God, I thank you for this job. God, I thank you for Mr. Brown and for his farm and for his family and for all the increase you have blessed him with. God, I pray that one day I can have similar success of my own that I might be a blessing to someone like he has been a blessing to me. He then takes all the harvest, he goes into town, he sells it for Mr. Brown. He comes back with all the money and he says, Mr. Brown, here is all the money for your crops. And Mr. Brown says, you have been a great help all of these years. This is my last year, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm a little old. So instead of handing me that money, why don't you take it with you and and, uh, uh, go buy yourself a farm. You know how to do this, you can do it. And so Mr. Johnson puts the money in his pocket, and he begins to walk off. And on the way home, he buys a farm. On the way home, he buys a farm. And he goes, and he grabs his family, and he brings them to the new place. And they are exceedingly glad because it's better than anything they ever imagined. And they planted uh, the crops. And all of a sudden, one morning, he woke up, and there was a harvest even greater than the one he had just taken up the season before for Mr. Brown. And he said, God, I thank you because you heard my prayers. I thank you because you've given me increase. I thank you because I can be a blessing. But then he looks up and it's cloudy outside. And he says, it looks like there's a storm. And he takes his family into the cellar. A few minutes later, they come out the cellar and a tornado has wiped everything away all of the crops, the barn, uh, 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 the, the house, it all. And because he was a man of, of gratitude, instead of yelling and screaming and saying a bunch of things that he could have said, he said, Lord, I am grateful for our lives. I'm grateful for your provision. Lord, I, I, I need direction on what to do next. Rejoicing that God had preserved them and, and praying, asking for direction God turns his attention to the end of his field where he sees something glitter. So he walks to that place, grabbing a pick out of the field on the way, and he knocks off a piece. He goes into town and shows uh, the shop owner and finds that it is gold. And so he goes back to his farm. And he praises God because now he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all he could ever ask or think. So now he has set up his family for generations. But in addition, he now plants crops every year and hires new people to come so that they may learn the business. And when they go to sell, they keep all that is generated from that sale. Now, I want to tell you that attitude of gratitude not only blesses you, but it blesses those around you. Imagine the different perspective that his kids have of life now as they see their dad's generous in everything that he does. Imagine the workers that now know how to do something they had never known how to do with resources they never expected to have. Imagine the the show of God to a community that most likely needed to see God in a mighty way. You see, an attitude of gratitude isn't just for stuff. An attitude of gratitude isn't uh, just for self. An attitude of gratitude is truly a devotion to God with every breath that we take, every move that we make, and every day that we live. People of God, being grateful is the will of God for our lives. This formula that we talked about today in Christ Jesus is God's will for our lives. So I invite you today to with purpose every moment and every second of every day live a life devoted to God with an attitude of gratitude in your heart. Live that way, always. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.